It's a big welcome to the ICB News Channel episode 10. It's great to have you joining us as you uh, have previously done, hopefully, and if you haven't, we'd encourage you to go back and listen to the previous episodes of um, the ICB News Channel. My name is Rob Marshall. I'm the Support and Resources and Training Manager for the ICB, and uh, I'm really pleased to be able to um, bring to you a, 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 a really important subject that we're going to put a heavy lens on today, along with a number of other important issues facing the bookkeeping and uh, uh, small business community right now. Um, but we're going we're gonna to specifically zone in on mental health today and mental um, health awareness. And the ICB are, are proud to, to partner with Beyond Blue to assist making mental health the, the centrepiece of conversations which they kind of need to be right at the moment. And we want to call out that from the 1st to the 8th of October this year, 2022, is an event called the Big Blue Table. And this is a great opportunity for, for those of you who are listening in who are, are, are invested in this, and we kind of encourage everybody to be invested with this, to maybe uh, grab the opportunity to invite some guests that might be in the case of bookkeepers, some clients to... To, to share a meal, to start a meaningful conversation and also to potentially help raise some funds for those facing anxiety, depression and suicide in our community. Our ICB podcast, The Heart of the Bookkeeper, is now sponsored by Beyond Blue and in particular a program that we're going to speak a lot about today and I'd really love for you to, to stay engaged with us as we go through this. It's a program called the New Access for Small Business Owners or NASBO program. Uh, we, the ICB, believe this is something extremely important for all bookkeepers to be aware of and really want to really wanted to put a big lens on this in this episode of the podcast and that's exactly what we're going to do. Later on in the podcast, we'd, we'd encourage you to hang around. We're going to do a bit of a deep dive into other very current and important things currently happening in the bookkeeping and compliance world. But in the meantime, we'd really love for you to stay tuned as we talk about NASBO and what that means to you and to small business owners in Australia right now. My business is struggling. So am I. The last few years have been pretty tough and I think I probably need some support. Don't downplay what's playing on your mind. New Access for Small Business Owners, developed by Beyond Blue, provides free mental health coaching to get you feeling like yourself again. Designed for small business owners and sole traders, it's via phone or video, and you don't need a doctor's referral. That'd really help. Search New Access for Small Business Owners and inquire today. We've got two amazing guests joining us on today's episode of the ICB News Channel. And uh, first of all, I'm going to call in um, the ICB CEO, Amanda Linton, who currently is somewhere very special, and I'll get her to, to, to explain where she is right now. Hi, Rob. Hi, everyone. So great to be back with you again. Yes, I'm coming to you standing looking over the amazing Darling Harbour in Sydney um, and being part of Zero's first event uh, since COVID. So ZeroCon 2022 here in Sydney. It's so great, Rob, to be back in a room meeting so many of our members, so many of our partners, and, uh, and most importantly, to be able to continue the conversation like the one we're about to have today. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's really important, I think, that you join us today and uh, we're going to get you to sort of click in and click out because of uh, a bit of noise you've got going in the background there. It's all happening at ZeroCon as it always is and I'm sure everybody's really excited to be back face-to-face for ZeroCon again this year. Um, but it's really important that you are part of this conversation. I know... Uh, well, we know at ICB how invested you have been for a long time now with Beyond Blue, and uh, we're going to tap a little bit into that in a moment. But I'll invite I'll invite our second guest, and we'll call it out as our most very important guest today. Um, her name is Kirsty Hull, and she is a NASBO program coach. And uh, we're, we're we would love to welcome you to the podcast, Kirsty. Thank you for inviting me today. I'm so excited to be able to talk to you and Amanda about mental health. We're we're thrilled that you have joined us. And uh, Amanda, just just going back to your scenario with Beyond Blue and uh, your connection with Beyond Blue, do you want to just uh, maybe tell us a little bit about that journey and uh, also how important you, or not so much how important, but the uh, the feedback we've been getting specifically over the last uh, few months from our bookkeeping community about the need for a program like NASBO. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Look, my involvement with Beyond Blue now extends for more than five years, and uh, it's a it's a partnership that I'm extremely proud of and one I'm extremely passionate about, as um, most members in our community have worked out. Um, the challenge is, and those who have heard my story, um, Heart of the Bookkeeper will give you the full rundown, but um, yeah. I came across, um, you know, I sort of have my own journey, my own mental health journey with depression and anxiety, and uh, as part of my recovery process, I got introduced to speak to um, a Beyond Blue business breakfast um, about my journey, and it was a pretty amazing experience, I have to say, but one of the challenges that I had throughout all the time was even though Beyond Blue existed and there were plenty of services around... I just sort of didn't feel like I fitted anywhere. I didn't feel like there was a solution for me. And it wasn't that I didn't know or couldn't access um, help for someone who was suffering from anxiety and depression, but my perception at least was there was no one who understood this thing that was hanging off my back called a small business. And I had a business with yeah. 12 staff and, you know, we, we were pretty, um, you know, we were pretty full on. We had a pretty full on business scenario going. So... Uh, you know, programs like um, new access new access for small business owners didn't exist when when I uh, was going through my challenges. But I'm so pleased to have been part of the NASBO uh, steering committee, um, being part of the Beyond Blue team to help bring this program to market, and um, more importantly, to partner with people like. Um, to partner with people like Kirsty to be able to have these conversations because they're so important. And it, as a small business owner, sometimes we forget we spend so much time, Rob, looking after our own clients that we forget that we're small business owners too. And, yeah. um, you know, we can't support people if we're not looking after ourselves. And this program is a really great way to help us do that. And I think that's a really important call out that you've just made. We've seen the the, a little bit of an outpouring recently from our community around the, the stresses and anxieties that are happening, you know, with compliance deadlines. We're on the back end of one of the most, um, you know, sort of uh, significant events in world history, you could say. And uh, we're having to deal with that in our own community and dealing with that with the community that we are in, which is the small business community. Yeah, and, and look, unprecedented doesn't come close, does it? Um, yeah, no, I'm sure it everyone's a little bit over that word, but let's just face it, that's exactly what we've come through. Um, it's been pretty unprecedented. So we want to just set the scene that this, this conversation is very much around the opportunity for small business owners, 
But having said that, as Amanda has said, we acknowledge that the bookkeepers tuning into today's episode, you're small business owners too. I'm a small business owner so and have been for 25, 30 years now. So we, we really want you to engage with this conversation. So I'm going to call Kirsty in now. Kirsty, uh, first of all, do you, do you want to just give us a little bit of a, a background on, on yourself and why you decided to, to get invested as a coach, especially in the new Access for Small Business Owners program? So, Rob, my background is that I studied as a youth work and drug and alcohol counsellor and worked in that field for many years before I had kids. Then I had about 12 years off raising my kids and had to come back into the industry and I joined RFQ about two years ago and I really wanted to become a coach because of all my experience. Uh, I I was also working uh, running small businesses from four employees up to 400 employees um, during my time when I was studying. Um, So I've got a lot of management experience. I also had my own business which was uh, running a boutique agency, um, managing virtual assistants and also doing virtual assistant um, activities for small businesses here in Brisbane. So I really wanted to join the team to use all of my experience to help small businesses because, again, I think it's really niche that we are small business owners ourselves and can then use our skills to help others. So because you you sort of are heavily invested in this and I'm going to use the word uh, you know as a coach you've you've probably seen and heard a lot to to make you quite a, a significant voice of um, understanding when it comes to the these matters that we're going to dig into now what what are some of the concerns that you're seeing with small business owners in in at the moment? Rob, I'm seeing a lot of clients who were experiencing major anxiety and stress after COVID. Some of them might have lost their jobs or lost their income or and a lot of uncertainty as well and, and just major, major changes in their lifestyle, suddenly being around their spouse all the time or being around their kids all the time. Um, something else that I saw is with a lot of my clients who were actually bookkeepers, because we do get quite a lot who come into the program, and I also get a lot of uh, wives who come into the program saying, oh, I just do my husband's book. So they really downplay their amazing role in keeping their own family business up and running. But some of those um, concerns that I see with the bookkeepers is primarily the increased workload that COVID brought on them because their workload quadrupled overnight with the legislations. And do you know what? I don't think anybody really knew how to tackle all the new legislation. And I think bookkeepers were stuck with the brunt of it. That's what I'm hearing. Um, And the bookkeepers kind of just came in and had to manage their own stress, but manage their client's stress as well. Um, And a lot of the times, the stories that I'm hearing is that they may not have been paid immediately. They may have had to make deals. I, I, don't, I don't quite know exactly what we did because that wasn't what they came into my, to my program for in that instance. But just the amount of stress that they had and obviously the isolation that comes along with being um, a bookkeeper as well. Certainly, you're reflecting a lot of what we are seeing at the moment and uh, I can see, see Amanda nodding at the moment. But basically, um, many different forums out there to, to, to see that and to feel that. You know, once upon a time, I guess we, we were quite often unaware of anxiety and stress in certain marketplaces because we weren't visual across it. But now we can physically see it through our social media sites and, and other events. Amanda, what, what do you sort of follow along or not follow along, but agree with what Kirsty's observing? Oh, look, it's... 
Absolutely. And it's, it's really important to point out too is that, you know, we went through a really intense time of learning. Like our community learnt a program that would normally take three to five years to implement. And, you know, they did it in six weeks. Like yeah. it was an insane amount of learning. Um, and then supporting, you know, their own families and supporting their clients. And it was extremely high stress level. But the thing that I just want to point out too is that I think um, a lot of people thought that once COVID was under control, the things would kind of go back to normal and everyone would be okay. And where what we're seeing is that now everyone's coming down off that, if I can call it this, Rob, like an adrenaline high of yeah. the intensity of the last two years. And people are now, you know, we're noticing that the community are now sitting back going, you know what, okay, we might be over the worst of it, but I'm exhausted. Um, and and when you when you start putting that and the pressure that people have been under for the last few years together with, it's collided with end of financial year. We've recently all just been through, so there are deadlines and regulations and things that we have to get done as our role as bookkeepers. But it, the the challenge has been is I think the challenge is still very real. I think um, we still have a long way to go and it's really important that programs like NASBO are available to be able to help us through that because as I said we're small business owners too, right? It's it's really easy to forget, you know, we oh yes there's this great service out there for our for us to refer to our small business clients but we can't adequately serve people and that's what we do we're in the people business we can't adequately be servicing our clients if we're not looking after ourselves and this program is all about looking after ourselves yeah no absolutely so that's a good segue into you know we we quite often hear about government assisted programs or or different programs in the marketplace without fully understanding what they are. And that's what we want to do in this episode of the podcast um, of the ICB News Channel podcast. So, Kirsty, back to you. Can you give us a bit of a brief introduction as to what is NASBO and what it includes and um, and maybe how inf- effective and impactful you've um, observed it to be so far with the clients that you've uh, met with? We are specifically trained in cognitive behavioural therapy, and that's the therapy that we use in all of our sessions. We're also completely free. We're government funded, so you don't need to worry about having to pay for us. We're not psychologists, we're not psychiatrists. You don't need a doctor's referral. Our program is completely confidential. Um, There are six sessions throughout the program, um, and all of our coaches all have a small business background. At one time or another, or even now, we're running our own businesses. So, We've, we've got coaches who were yoga teachers, photographers, hairdressers. We've got a printer, a baker, coffee shop owner. Myself, I used to manage vir- uh, virtual assistants and have my own virtual assistants business. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? And we're also available outside business hours, so 8 to 8 p.m. Um, with the, I guess, why it's been so effective is that we, the, the model that we use, the cognitive behavioural therapy model that we use, Really, in that six sessions, we can delve really deeply into exactly what's going on with our clients. We, we get right to the nitty-gritty of what they're experiencing right now. We set some achievable goals. Mm. We handheld them every step of the way. However, we're a guided program. So while we hold your hand throughout the program, they're also doing the work themselves. And they come to, I guess, understand with further clarity as to what's exactly going on for them. Yeah. And we offer very practical uh, problem-solving solutions to help with whatever's going on for them. It's a, it's, a, it's a powerful opportunity, like you're calling out for people who 
are feeling alone and, and quite often feel as though they don't have a voice or an opportunity to to engage with others who understand where they're coming from. And I think the, the really important point that you've just made around um, the fact that each of the coaches have lived that journey to a degree themselves, you know, and have been in small business themselves. I think that will resonate with a lot that are tuning in now and perhaps maybe normally a little bit nervous to, to you know, reach out to other people. So that's a really good point. Amanda, you want to uh, to jump in? Yeah, look, I, and I think that's a, that is a super important point too is um, I know if I reflect back on my journey, like I just, I knew that I needed some help yeah. But when people sort of said to me, okay, so where do you start or what, what what's specifically the problem? Like, I just, I didn't even have the words to describe it. Like, yeah. you know, I, it was like, okay, so are you financially stressed? Well, yeah, I'm in small business. Are you time stressed? Well, yeah, I'm in small business. Well, you know, uh, are, there, are you having issues with clients? Well, yeah, I'm in small business, you know. Um, so it was kind of a being able to unpack exactly, you know, someone with someone who has actually walked in your shoes is so super important. And that's why I've been such a big advocate of this program and why um, I continue to sit on the steering committee um, to make sure that we continually hit the mark. Some of the feedback, Rob, that we've had from our members who have have actually undertaken the program um, has just been, you know, like the response that we got back was, thank you for showing me that there is a solution and I don't yeah. have to do this on my own. Um, yep. And so that's, look, that in itself is some great feedback. But as, as Kirsty said, you know, it's a free service, it's confidential, it's fully confidential. The only people who know that you're going to be involved are you and your coach. Um, we at ICB don't know that you're going to get involved. Uh, that's no. between you and your coach. And, you know, but we at ICB are always here to help, um, you know, help you yeah. off the back end of the journey. And you've only got to look at our current Facebook discussion group to see that, you know, people mm. are tired, people are stressed, um, you know. But one thing I love about our community is they have the most caring, amazing bunch of people um, yeah. to have around. So it's, it's super yep. important to understand that no one's alone in this and there are, there are plenty of options available to help. Yeah, no, great points, Kirsty. Uh, just picking up on what Amanda just said, you know, we do sort of have some internal evidences of of the stresses and um, anxieties that are happening, as, as Amanda has called out. What, what sort of um, things have you noted, you know, it, it's sort of any not necessarily statistics, but maybe uh, uh, things that you've observed that that call out the effectiveness of this program? We've actually got some amazing stats. Um, some of the statistics that we have from the recovery rate of um, people who complete the full six sessions, and this is based on the July stats, is 63% of those people reliably recover. That means 63% come through and they've achieved those goals. Again, 63% in our world is incredibly high, incredibly high. Yep. But what we also see is that 78%, again, another huge number, do a reliable improvement. And what that means is those people who have exited the program and that they've got a significant improvement in their symptoms um, by the way that their confidence might have been booming or yep. that they might come out, they might be able to talk to their spouse about some of their concerns or they might be able to talk to their employees about what's going on for them or that they're dissatisfied with, uh, with their work. Um, so, again, it depends what they've come into the program for. But for us, because we're all kind of stats people, mm-hmm. those stats are incredibly huge if you compare them in relation to other services that are around. And, again, we are completely free, which is great. 
Mm, yeah, no, and again, you're calling out the sort of things that we're hearing. Um, you know, we <clears throat> we did do a little bit of a uh, uh, dive into the current issues facing um, bookkeepers and more so small business owners in the last episode of the podcast where we had Andrew Watson, the, um, the uh, Deputy Commissioner for uh, Small Business at the ATO, talking about what the ATO is observing. So, these observations are universal. It's not. Uh, it's not something that you know. If you're listening to this, you're thinking you may be making up in your own head. It's happening, and that's why this program is so important. So, Kirsty, can we sort of provide the listeners with some insights into what the process for a small business owner? And I, I like what Amanda called out before. A small business owner is also a bookkeeper uh, entering the program. How do, how do we enter the program, and how can they access it? Rob, there's a few ways that as a small business um, owner, you can come into our program. You can call 1300 945 301. And if our staff are there during business hours, you, you can speak to them, our intake team. Our intake does take about 10 minutes or you can leave a message and we'll call you back. You can also Google new access for small business. And on that page, we are the first link. You simply just click on that page and there's a little bright red button that says online inquiry. Fill out the page and the intake's going to call you back to do the intake. What happens then is that you're going to be um, assigned a coach within 24 hours Mm -hmm. and you're going to be doing your very first assessment. So it's as simple as that. Yep. Right. Okay. Can you just repeat that website for us again? Which website? Yeah. Rob, look, we do have a web address to the program, but honestly, it's really long. There's a lot of dots and dashes. It Mm -hmm. is so much easier just to Google new access for small business or call our intake team on 1300 945 301 and speak to one of our delightful intake team. New access for small business and um, I've just done it and it comes up very clearly and follow the process from there would be be the best advice or the easiest advice. We'll also, I'm sure, uh, make sure we've got some details of this on our uh, ICB um, news item site. Um, I'll ensure that happens and um, so for members and non-members, you can uh, just tune in, uh, tune into. Uh, we can tune into lots of things. You can log into icb.org.au. Uh, whether you're logged in as a member or not, we'll make sure that you've got access to those details as well. Um, so just as we start to wrap this up, um, Kirsty, have you got sort of any practical examples that you're willing to share with us of uh, maybe some recent uh, uh, case studies or whatever that you've worked through with some bookkeepers or business owners? Rob, I've got a great client who came in the program in February, he was struggling being assertive with his clients. He said he was really confident in his personal life, but he couldn't ask his clients for money that was owing or advise his new clients of his fee expectations. Mm. Throughout the assessment session, we found that fear was holding him back and he was really fearful of his own abilities and he thought it was due to his low confidence in himself. Um, He was procrastinating, he was sleeping more and he was kind of numbing with social media. Um, What we found throughout the sessions as he completed all of the sessions, um, and again, every week we go deeper and deeper and deeper into exactly what was going on. We set set real and practical goals to be able to talk to his clients about the the bills and the rate expectations. Uh, We also talked about different tips and things that you could do that he could chase up the money with the clients and and to, again, uh, overcome that fear that was setting him back from asking 
for money that was rightfully his. Um, when he came into the program, we always rate the statement as to how it's feeling for them at the moment. We then rate it at the end so we can see if they've improved. When the client came into the program, he rated it as high. And when he came in here, when he finished the program, he rated it that it was no longer a problem. Um, when I further caught up with that client again at a one-month follow-up, he said he was able to set very clear boundaries and expectations because normally what we find when um, we have fear coming in that it is it is lack of boundaries and also lack of knowing your own boundaries. So he was able to do that. Yeah. Um, and he was feeling so much better about himself. He still had a few invoices that he needed to send out with clients, but I think he actually recovered about three or $4,000. Mm. And he was also finding that he was also engaging with his employees better as well because he was able to clearly articulate what he needed out of them and feel okay about it. That, that is, and I reckon, uh, and I can see Amanda uh, nodding and, and uh, will no doubt uh, uh, evidence that as well in a moment, but uh, I reckon probably right about now you've got... Uh, uh, I don't know, a few hundred listeners out there just going, uh, yeah, I can associate with that particular bookkeeper and what he's been through. Uh, I don't think uh, there's anything that, um, well, I know in my own experience, I've had those sort of same sort of um, trepidations or, or moments where I've gone, I just don't feel confident and I've got that fear that you spoke about, about how to approach this. And, and clearly the program was able to identify that and overcome that. Amanda, you wanted to, to add something to that? Yeah, just very quickly, Robert. So, um, you know, it's, it just highlights, doesn't it, that quite often that the fears that hold us back and the challenges that we have actually have nothing to do with our technical ability. Like, we, yeah. know, we know you're a good bookkeeper. We know yeah. our members are good bookkeepers, right? Um, it's it's dealing with that fear. It's dealing with that, um, you know, well, what happens if I have this conversation with someone and they respond in a negative way? How do I bounce back? So that's, again, that's, that's as Kirsty said, that's where NASBO comes into its own. So, Kirsty, like I say, as we, we just start to wrap up this, um, I'll get you to give a few final comments, especially around um, the approach that, somebody who, who wants to enter this program should take, you know, that initial phone call. There's nothing to be frightened of. There's nobody going to, you know, sort of um, have, a, have a go at them about where they're at or anything like that, I'm guessing. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Give us a call, 1-300-945-301 or to Google us at New Access for Small Business Owners. Just like the last um, chat that I, that I mentioned, the case study that I referred to, he, he found his break. He was able to call us and, and just work through these problems with a total stranger. And again, we're normal people. We've all run businesses ourselves. Some, some of our staff are still running their own businesses while working for us. So we're not scary. We're all very friendly. We're all very down to earth. And we're really uh, empathetic and compassionate to your needs. So pick up the phone, give us a call. We are available right now and we can help you. So, yeah, again, new access for small business owners. Google it. Um, use the opportunity. It's free, like um, uh, Kirsty's called out a few times, and certainly we as the ICB Institute of Certified Bookkeepers really encourage you to, to take that bold step. It'll be probably a, a tough thing for some to do, for many to do, but take that bold step and the evidences are there to suggest it's going to, to really benefit you and, and make your practice. And also, we want to call out that this is an opportunity for you to promote this to your clients as well. If you're working with a client who is really 
struggling in their small business, that opportunity is there. Have a conversation with them, gently prod them to also Google um, the uh, the NASBO program online and get in touch with the team to be able to assist with them. Amanda, uh, you're uh, you're about to swing back into some zero-con excitement, but before you do, any last words? Yeah, I am, Rob. In fact, I'm really looking forward to some really great sessions this afternoon. And ironically, a couple of them are around having a balanced lifestyle and a balanced work style. So, um, you know, the conversation's happening at every level um, of our community. It's not just our community that are that are having these challenges. So I applaud the Zero team for, for also bringing that to the fore. But um, just to wrap up, Rob, just to touch back onto something that you mentioned earlier um, around the Big Blue Table concept. As you mentioned, um, you know, Big Blue Table is a fundraising and mental health awareness event that uh, is run from the 1st to the 8th of October. Uh, again, we'll have links to it from our website uh, on if you would like to host a table and be involved. And for those people who are listening who might be ICB network facilitators, you might want to contact us and have a chat about, can I turn you know, my network meeting into a, into a conversation? Yeah. Um, you right, know, cool. We're happy to have those conversations with anyone. But it really is about just sitting down um, as a group having a conversation, enjoying it, um, you know, having a meal together and just spending some time just to um, just to, to keep this conversation going. It's it's amazing how many people, some of who will be sitting right next to you who might be doing it a little bit tough and for a whole lot of reasons aren't reaching out. So just a bit of a friendly hand. Um, so if anyone's interested in hosting a Big Blue Table, um, then again, same thing, Google bigbluetable.com.au. You'll find it really easily and, uh, as I say, we'll help you as much as we possibly can in relation to coordination of that. Yeah, definitely encourage you to do that. You'll also find that on our icb.org.au uh, website under the news items, um, some information about that. We encourage you to go to that. Amanda, thanks for joining us today on the ICB News Channel. It's been uh, great as usual. We hope you have a, a wonderful event um, and uh, good on, uh, get on all the uh, the events that are happening at ZeroCon and enjoy. Oh, Rob, it's just great to be back in a room with people. It's amazing, you know, being yeah. able to see people back together again. Uh, love it. May it be the first of many. And we especially want to just uh, give a big shout out and a thanks to, to Kirsty Hull for joining us today. Kirsty, uh, we we really appreciate what you're doing. You're without sort of perhaps knowing it as much as you possibly do know, you're investing back in our community in a huge way and we really want to thank you for that. Thank you so much for letting me join you today. And Amanda, it was lovely to meet you. I just want to emphasize again, we're a free program. We are here. We are waiting for you. It is fully paid. So please call us 1300 945 301. We are here to help you, your bookkeeping team. Um, thanks, Rob. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks, Kirsty. And as we uh, wave goodbye to Kirsty and Amanda and we thank you, thank them again for engaging with that uh, conversation around NASBO, that really important conversation, um, we're just going to finish off the back end of, of today's uh, ICB News Channel podcast with uh, ushering in uh, the ICB Support and Resources team member and newsletter editor, Simone Emmett. Simone, welcome to the, to, to the podcast. Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me. Always good to have you, Simone. You're a regular on, on the pod these days, so uh, great to have you joining us. What we're going to do is just cover off on some really important things that we think you need to be across uh, as a bookkeeper in the uh, in practice or perhaps you're a bookkeeper working within a business and tuning into to today's episode. There's some really important key dates that we believe that you need to be aware of and to be across because as we 
as we find in our uh, in our community and in our industry, we do revolve a lot around deadlines and dates. So um, we need to be be across those, I suppose. The newsletter for August was again always as always packed full of uh, information, and we encourage you, whether you be a, a full member of the ICB or a student member, to go and uh, log in and and get those newsletter. Um, options that are there. Um, and we also call out the fact, as we've done a, a few times now, that if you're a, a non-member tuning in, a lot of what we're about to talk about now, if it catches your attention, you can go to icb.org.au, icb.org.au, and we have our a news item section. We encourage you to scroll to the bottom of the homepage and you'll see a lot of the news items um, that will relate to what we're about to call out now. And you can grab a hold of that information and be able to reflect back on it without you necessarily being a member of the ICB. Um, But uh, we'll kick off with Simone. There's a a really important deadline looming for anybody who's listening in who's got a domain name. Uh, Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, um, that's correct. Um, um, As many businesses are aware, it is common practice for a business to register a domain name across various namespaces. Um, The dot AU domain name system connects internet users worldwide to .au websites and email services. Like for example, and, and this has come from Alda, which is the um, 8.au domain administration. But yeah. They're saying that um, domain names are intrinsically linked to the identity of a business and critical to its success. So small businesses can't afford to lose their identities. So in order to protect Australian users and an AU direct priority allocation process has been established, which is a new namespace for .au direct domain names, which is a shorter and simpler domain name that's now available as a new option for Australian internet users. So with priority allocation, the process has basically opened on the 24th of March and .au direct domain names matching an existing direct domain name. So it is a bit confusing. <laughs> so if you're already registered your .com.au, you're placed on priority hold. Right. You now have until the 20th of September this year to register your direct domain name, which is .au. So for example, if you've got a business.com.au, yep. it's business.au. Yep. Yep. So if you don't if you don't register this by the by at least the twentieth of September, yep. by the third of October, these domain names will become public and yep. be able to be registered. So in order to protect your business, it's very important to go in and register that at the moment. Yep. And you can go to to auda.org.au to yep. register, and all the information is there for you. Do you want to just repeat that again? The yep. uh, the site. It's AUDA, so A-U-D-A dot org dot A-U. And again, we've got a news item on this on our website so that uh, if you if you can't remember that and you're in the car right now and you can't write that down, um, go to the ICB's website or even I think if you do a Google on .au direct domain names, uh, you should be able to, to, to source that. I, I guess the main thing we're calling out now is that 20th of September deadline. Um, if you're like me, a business owner that's got a, a .com.au um, domain and you don't want to lose 
uh, your identity by allowing somebody else to come in under you with with just um, a dot uh, au without the com, uh, then uh, I'd suggest you jump onto that site or jump onto our site and follow the links to be able to ensure that you claim that priority on your own domain name and get that dot au happening. So. Uh, Really important call out on that one. Number of other changes that are happening in our world, Simone. Yes, as many listeners would have noticed this week, and I logged into MyGov earlier this week, that the interface has changed. Um, It still has all access to all of the range of government online services. Um, You still have Centrelink, Medicare, child support services, ATO, importantly, you'll have, it's the same website address, My mygov.au, you sign in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all exactly the same. It just has some an extra look and an extra feel to it. So it's much easier to, I found it much easier to navigate. I suppose, again, what we're doing is calling out the fact that uh, if you log in and you go, is this some sort of hoax or is something happening here that uh, I wasn't expecting, you can be aware that that change is legitimate. And if you want to, you can go again to the news item section of icb.org.au and we've actually actually captured some screenshots just so you can be comfortable with the fact that what you're looking at actually is a, uh, a bona fide MyGov uh, site. So we wanted to make sure that you were aware as, as a bookkeeper or a business owner that there has been some changes to the MyGov interface and again, go and check it out on our website or in our newsletter. We've got it comprehensively covered in there. Simone, Fair Work Compliance Notices, there's a uh, training opportunity that's come about through our friends at Fair Work. Do you want to explain a little bit about that? Yes, certainly. Fair Work have come up with this fantastic online um, interactive short course on compliance notices and they provide a step-by-step guidance through resources, video scenarios, real-life cases to help employers understand what a compliance notice is. So for those who don't know what a compliance notice is, it's a formal document issued by Fair, the Fair Work Inspector requiring an employer to fix a contravention of workplace laws. So if this is something as, as bookkeepers need to explain to the businesses that they work with, it's a fantastic short course that they can, that employers can go and log on and learn exactly what it's all about. It's available through fairwork.gov.au. Yep. And if you go to Fair Work online, um, their, their new courses and their online learning centre, it, it talks you through everything. I've, I did it myself. It, um, it also probably counts towards professional development. Yes, yep. So it's, it's something really worthwhile doing. You can download a certificate stating that you've done it and it, it really is very clear and concise in terms of what to expect when a compliance notice is issued. And we'll, we'll continue to monitor that and, and grow that out in future newsletters and probably on the podcast as well because we, we do see this as an important training opportunity for bookkeepers to get engaged with and uh, certainly, certainly be across. Another deadline that's looming um, that we've talked about before on, the, on this particular forum but uh, we want to call out again is the Director ID deadline. Do you want to give us a run through on, on Director ID deadline? Yep, certainly. Well, existing directors and existing entities have until the 30th of November to register for the director ID. Um, Through the ICB website, we've explained this many times to members. We have plenty of resources on what to expect when you log in, Um, but you do, do not have much time left and they have now clarify that there will be penalties imposed mm-hmm. if this isn't um, adhered to. 
So if you go to abrs.gov.au, you can apply for your director ID. It takes five minutes. It's not a long process. Um, and you just it needs to be done by the 30th of November. Yes, so again, another one of those looming deadlines along with the, the .au direct domain names. There's a, there's a few things happening in our world as bookkeepers that we need to be across. So certainly the director ID, we have talked about a fair bit. I think most would be aware of it, but it's just a shout out again to make sure that you know that that looming deadline is coming and that uh, the business owners who are tuning in or perhaps as a bookkeeper, the business owners and clients you deal with, just make sure that conversation is had to make sure, again, the, the director ID application has been completed. Um, a couple other things that I'll just tune in, I'll just tap into that are in our newsletter very quickly. We've got a very extensive article on uh, ATO debt and the importance of ATO engagement. And uh, in particular, we, in this article, explore the role of the bookkeeper in this space and how to achieve proactive solutions for small businesses who are uh, just having that cash flow uh, issue perhaps that we spoke about on the last podcast with Andrew Watson, the uh, um, Assistant Director of Small Business at uh, the ATO. I think I've got that title correct. Might be Assistant Commissioner or apologies, Andrew, if you're tuning in. Uh, I'm sure uh, I'm sure um, most know of Andrew and the role he plays or many would know of the role that Andrew plays, important uh, role he plays for small business at the ATO. Um, but we'd encourage you to go and read that article again on our news item part of our website um, at the back end of some basses that have just been completed. You may have clients who are really struggling with the debt that they've incurred. As Andrew called out in our last episode, it's most important that you have a conversation and an engagement with the ATO and you'll find that their uh, their willingness to work with that is quite exceptional. So, um, go and have a look at that particular article. We've also got a very heavy focus in the newsletter for August on the professional bookkeeper and the importance of why being professional matters and uh, an excellent um, article there that I'd encourage you to go and have a read of if you're a member of the ICB and in particular um, if you are a member in practice. There's some really important call-outs there that I think uh, everybody should engage with as we continue to grow out this term, the professional bookkeeper, and uh, certainly those who have engaged with the ICB for a while now know how important that is to us. And, and there's a lot of ethical considerations, a lot of client and bookkeeper engagement that we put a focus on that I think uh, you'll, um, you'll get a lot out of by reading and having a, a deep dive into and then finally, Simone, I'll circle back to you. Um, somewhat excitedly, excitedly, if that's a word, uh, we are very excited, we'll go with that one, uh, about the fact that we will be back with our members face-to-face in November for what we um, call our November workshops and in particular a uh, focus this year on terminations and uh, the importance for all bookkeepers, especially our members who will be able to engage with this workshop to be across some of those really difficult terminations that uh, we all encounter from time to time as as bookkeepers working with small business owners uh, or business owners across the board. Um, do you want to just tell us um, at the moment on our site we're calling out uh, the locations and the dates of uh, of the of where those workshops will be happening. We're not quite at the point where you'll be able to register just yet, but uh, very soon. Keep an eye on the website for those members who are looking to join us on on the workshop 
um, roundabout, I guess you go, I guess you say, as we go around. So, Simone, where are we and what dates are they? All right, right, well, we kick off in Perth on the 3rd of November, um, Melbourne on the 7th, Brisbane on the 9th of November, Canberra on the 11th of November. We hit Sydney on the 15th and then finish up in Adelaide on the 16th of November. So they're shaping up to be a fantastic workshop. So uh, come come along and join myself and Pauline and uh, I'm pretty sure Carmel from ICV uh, Events will be joining us as well. Many of you know Carmel um, and uh, we would love to see you. We're going to really, really go uh, deep into terminations in this particular workshop and I'm certain that most of you will get great benefit by uh, by registering and, and coming along to those events and of course we're just rejoicing and celebrating the fact that we can be back face to face after a number of years where that just simply hasn't been possible Simone so it's good to be uh, to be back on on track with some face to face stuff. But Simone, uh, I think that pretty much brings us to an end on on today's um, items in our newsletter, available also on our website through our news items for for many to be able to to access. And uh, I just want to thank you for joining us again on today's ICB News Channel podcast. Thanks for having me, Rob. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. And we look forward to all of you joining us again on our next episode of the ICB News Channel podcast. And we, uh, we just wish you all the very best and stay safe and stay well. 